Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. My name is Zach. And I'm Zar. All right, welcome to the Great Debate 2, The Reckoning. <laughs> title still in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Working title. So basically, here's how this debate's going to work. Very similar to last week, but with a few improvements, we hope. Um, on the PS2 side, there is JP. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're nervous about that one. You should be. You should be very nervous. Xbox with Zar. Xbox for life. And then GameCube with me. Yay. Basically, we're going to be biased. We're going to be loud. And we're going to have a good time. At the end of the day, fans get to decide who wins the argument. Not necessarily which console was better. PS2 almost always wins that argument. Yeah. Don't so, give that uh, information out. <laughs> I've already won this thing. You we guys... need a fighting chance, Zach. We have a fighting chance. <laughs> I'm way more annoying than JP. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's not true. I can be very annoying. Um, so basically, we're going to go over three points. Um, each person is going to get around three minutes to kind of debate their point and say why they think that their console, their respective console, is better and then another three minutes for the uh, respective parties to say why theirs is. And we'll move through this with three phases, and then our last phase is a total bullshit round where we try and basically prove that our console's the best. Um, the three categories that we're gonna be talking about are games, design, and then sales and legacy. With that all being said, are you boys ready? Yeah, I am ready. Round one. All right. Here we go, let's do this. Where do I even start with the games for the PlayStation 2? Let's start with just the exclusives that literally not only defined its genre, but then went on to become bigger and better for not just PlayStation, but for other consoles as well. Now, these started off as PlayStation exclusives. Some of them branched off, but what I'm trying to say is they started with this PlayStation 2 back in 2000. You got Jack and Daxter, Naughty Dog's bad boy at the time. Amazing game, Shadow of the Colossus, outstanding game, the beginning of the Kingdom Hearts series, revolutionary. You wanna talk revolutionary? Guitar Hero series started on the PlayStation 2. Metal Gear Solid, Ratchet and Clank, Final Fantasy titles, God of War, which by the way, one of its ancestors just won Game of the Year a couple years ago, the Silent Hill series, which is still legendary to this day, and if I'm not mistaken, Zar loves very much. Several Dragon Ball Z games were exclusives on this console, and one title, I don't know if y'all have heard of it, just a little genre-defining called Crash Bandicoot, maybe? All PlayStation 2 titles. There were several thousand games that released on this PlayStation 2, and it is still known as one of the most influential game consoles of the time because of that. Now, if that was not amazing enough, you can also count all of the PlayStation titles from its predecessor. You want to know why? Because the PlayStation 2 was the very first console to introduce backwards compatibility. That is right. Every PlayStation title was suddenly able to be played on the PlayStation 2. So not only were you adding to your amazing game library with all of these incredible titles, you were adding things from the previous generation as well. In fact, this characteristic of um, multi-generation being able to play games on the next console, this went on for several generations, not just with PlayStation, but with other game consoles we've seen as well. And it all started 
thanks to PlayStation. We have nothing but admiration to say for the games that came out for the PlayStation 2. I think that most of those games, along with what I just listed, it defined a generation. It defined a lot of young gamers' experiences. In fact, in the very last episode of the podcast, along with myself, you both also had very fond memories of the games that came from the PlayStation 2 as well. If that doesn't say just how genre-defining the PlayStation 2 was as far as the games goes, I don't know what is. And I'm sure that plenty of people who are listening to this podcast right now feel the same way. They at least have one or two titles that they very strongly feel great about, and that is all I have to say about that. Follow that! All right, guys, we heard the powerhouse PlayStation, but... Let's talk about an up-and-comer, the newcomer, the one who didn't have any consoles before, Xbox, the one and only. Let me throw a huge list of Xbox exclusives for you that a lot of you will know and remember. We have Cat Cyber Attack Team, which just is my personal favorite because I love cats. Conquer Live and Reloaded, stolen from the Nintendo, taken rare. Binks, speaking of cats, the Time Sweeper. Dead or Alive 3, a home favorite fighting simulator. Ninja Gaiden. Far Cry, the start of the series. If you like Star Wars games, we have Star Wars Obi-Wan, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, Jedi Academy, and Republic Commando. Xbox is home of Star Wars. We also have Doom 3. And, of course, a cult classic, the start of a series, Elder Scrolls III Morrowind, Fable, Half-Life 2, how could we forget Gordon Freeman, the one free man, Oddworld, both Munch's Odyssey and Stranger's Wrath, the crazy world that we've seen. We also have Stubbs the Zombie, Rebel Without a Pulse, and, of course, the ultimate Xbox favorite, Halos 1 and 2. Now, you want to talk about branching out into a market you've never seen before? Xbox hit the ground running. Titles that have lasted a lifetime and still have series in development today. We don't see much of the continuation of other series from other consoles. Plus, Xbox took a lot of these titles from other consoles. They stole Rare. They came out with other PlayStation games that they later released. I mean, you want to talk about games. This is the revolution of gaming. All things obscure from Armed and Dangerous, where you go to a colony of lepers and watch the colonists have their limbs fall off, to things as crazy as Oddworld, where you shoot out things called fuzzles from a crossbow. And of course, you have the absolute favorites that define gaming, such as Halo, Elder Scrolls, other Bungie titles, Doom, Half-Life. It's just crazy how much these games are integrated into modern systems. I don't think there is much more to say about that. These titles stand alone, making Xbox as great as it is. All right, Zach, same for you. We're talking games. I will start the timer just as soon as you say your first word. Games. Guys, if there's one thing Nintendo's always gotten right, it's their games. Let's talk about a few of them on the GameCube because holy shit, I did not realize how many awesome games the GameCube had. Because when you hear GameCube, 
you don't hear a lot of positive things, but when you actually go back and think about it, they had a lot of great things. So let me get started. You know, Super Smash Bros. at the time was a cool thing, but when Super Smash Bros. Melee came out, it redefined what a fighter could be. Revolutionized the platform fighter, made it be its own thing to where there's still tournaments for this game to this day. It was one of the most quintessential fighting games that people are still finding things for. Uh, JP, you're a big Zelda fan for a good reason. Two of the best titles for Legend of Zelda came out during the GameCube. That would be The Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Both at the time were amazing and they stood the test of time. They've been recently remastered because of their greatness and people wanting to play them. Mario Party, this was kind of almost its last hurrah. It was one of the best games. This is how you would ruin friendships right here. You had Mario Party 4, you had Mario Party 5, you had Mario Party 6, and you had Mario Party 7 on here. You wanna talk about making four different games, you best believe people were playing these games. They loved Mario Party. This is the heyday of Mario Party. And I distinctly remember getting in fights with JP over Mario Party during some nights. After that, you have one of the cult classics. Everybody loves their soccer games, but um, Nintendo went and they gave their own little Nintendo spin to Super Mario or to soccer by adding Super Mario Strikers. I remember so many nights getting drunk with my friends in SIGAP and we would go and play Super Mario Strikers together and just dick around. Like this is just one of those games that people always talk about, please bring it to Switch, please bring it to Switch because we haven't had one in so long. And it's such a great game. Czar, I believe you've heard of Resident Evil 4. Yeah, that was a GameCube exclusive and it did hella well. A lot of people still love that game so much and so that people are actually scared of a remake of Eternal Darkness is a cult classic when you hear about Nintendo games you don't really think about Eternal Darkness because it's a rated M game and, and Nintendo's for kiddies but this is a game that would literally give you nightmares it would mess with your controller for you to literally get inside your brain it was awesome it was a first party Nintendo game it was nuts after that you have Metroid Prime 1 and 2 Holy crap, guys, Metroid Prime 1 and 2. I think Metroid Prime was basically a game of the year for that year. People were so scared that you're going from a 2D side-scroller to a first-person shooter, and they nailed it out of the park. You want to talk about creepy atmosphere and feeling like you're all alone? They killed it. I, got, I think I'm running low on time, so I'm just going to speed through these here, and please let me know if you get some childhood vibes right here. You had Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, Luigi's Mansion, F-Zero GX. Oh, that's too fast for you? I'm sure you played Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh, you like Star Wars? There's Rogue Squadron. All Amazing. right, you are out of time. Ah, uh, okay. You came out swinging, man. You came out swinging. Holy crap. That was amazing. I can't believe you pulled Eternal Dark. Yeah, Eternal Darkness. Holy shit, I forgot about that game. I have that game on my gaming shelf right now. That game fucks with your head. It really does. And that was a low blow going for Zelda. That was a low. Dude, you get the PS2. The whole thing's a low blow. <laughs> I knew you were going to pull out Resident Evil, though. I knew it. I just knew it. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can't deny that. A GameCube exclusive. That's wild. What is the next round? Uh, the next round would be design. Round two. So next we're going to be talking about the designs of the console and I will be leading this off with the PlayStation 2. Now you want to talk about the design of a console. We're not just talking about the games here. The PlayStation 2 also introduced one of the biggest features that we see in gaming consoles nowadays. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, the PlayStation 2 was the very first console to let you play DVDs and movies on your console. How revolutionary was that for design at the time? This is a feature that is still used today. Hell, it could have been the renaissance for seeing any type of streaming on consoles whatsoever. It all started with the PlayStation 2, the design of implementation there. 
You've got the first time you've ever seen USB on a console before was the PlayStation 2, which helped for data management and different ways to control your console via USB. There was a lot of functionality there. And let's just talk about the overall shape of the PlayStation in general. Are you going to see a more iconic looking console than the PlayStation 2? Everybody knows exactly what the PlayStation 2 looked like in its original days. It is such an iconic look for a console. And even in the several redesigns of the PlayStation 2 that they had, they stayed true to the look of the original PlayStation at the same time made it look more slim and made it look more streamlined. If you want to talk about design, you're talking about a console here with the PlayStation 2 that defined what it means to be a stylish game console. This was a boutique game console. This was an ambitious game console. This was a game console that created features that would be used in game consoles for the rest of time. It was just so unbelievably iconic. It was so practical. And I think the case is closed just leaving it at that. As you were talking about like the iconic appearance of the PlayStation, all I heard was the from the startup. <laughs> oh my God, that sound is in my nightmares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just so loud, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> A sound that no early 2000s and 90s gamer will ever forget. <laughs> you were, we weren't ready. <laughs> it was like the THX and and the Lionsgate thing. <laughs> and then the PlayStation 2 logo right after that. The yeah, so uh, iconic. But you know what? Speaking of iconic, Zart, the second you want to start, I will get you going for the Xbox. All right, guys, you want to talk about a console that's not just a DVD player collecting dust? Let's talk about the Xbox. We have the best online ever introduced. The, not the first, but the best with the best servers and the only console with a friends list so you can have friends. Because like I said before, it's about community. We also had the most powerful processor of the time, comparable to modern PCs. We were the first to offer a built-in hard disk drive, so you didn't need to keep track of all of those memory cards keeping your games in order. We could also rip music from CDs so you could listen to them on your console and even offer them as custom soundtracks in specific games. Xbox also holds a Guinness World Record, which I don't think any other console can say, for the largest controller on the market, which was also redevised a year after the Xbox's release to make a smaller, more hand-conforming console. But still, a Guinness World Record? No one else can say that. But it's just crazy because think of all of the time that you, the listeners, spend online. That was revolutionized and made apparent by the Xbox. This is where online started. This is where a community began to grow. And hell, we had a good time doing it too. So if you like having your memory stored on your console, putting your own CDs, your favorite music into games, and having a powerful online, then Xbox is the right choice. Czar came out swinging, but now it is the master of the cube himself. Zach, the floor is yours, my man. What do you have to say about the design of the console? You want to talk about iconic? 
the GameCube has that lunchbox design. Now, it is mocked. I will not deny that. It is mocked. But I vividly remember being a third and fourth grader and taking my GameCube over to my friend's house and we would just put in Melee and start playing. So people made fun of that handlebar and I'm sure like a bunch of teenagers didn't want to get seen rocking that thing around. But like a loser elementary school kid like me, I love that thing to pieces. That purple outlandish design that just scream like out there. When you see a GameCube, you know that's Nintendo and that's holy then. Um, I absolutely love this design. I know that the other consoles had it, but it had land support. So being able to play games like Mario Kart with a group of like 18 people was like amazing on like birthday parties. That was always a great debate and a great fun time. I remember staying up countless nights trying to beat my friends and being number one. Um, and then there were add-ons. You could put a Game Boy player underneath your GameCube and then you could play awesome Game Boy Advance games or Game Boy games on your big screen. You could finally put a real Pokemon RPG game on your TV. At the time, to a little kid like me, that was mind boggling. I love doing things like that. The GameCube is just one of those designs that just sticks with you. And while people did mock it, I think it really did its job and it stuck with me. And it was something that I was like really proud to have as a, as a kid. So yeah, that's what I got for GameCube. All right, Zach. Wow, talk about coming out swinging. That was crazy, man. Good for good work. Good for you. Honestly, you were hundred percent right. I carried my GameCube around too. Dweebs. <laughs> and in fact, I remember I had a copy of Nintendo Life from my brother, like the old magazine. And there were always pictures of like couples having their hands in each other's back pockets and a Game Boy was in the other, and they were carrying a GameCube. Man, I'm surprised. <laughs> you, I'm really surprised you didn't talk about customability, though, because they had different colors for the consoles, the controllers. You could get any color you wanted. Well, yeah, but so did PS2 and Xbox. Xbox didn't. I know PS2 did. P the PlayStation 2 had a few variants. Um, I think GameCube was a little more diverse, but it is what it is. All right, so this last part of the debate, we are doing the sales slash the legacy of our consoles. And this is going to be two and a half minutes per person. And I'm going to kick this off with the PlayStation 2. Final round. Now, you want to talk about sales and legacy, boys. You came to the wrong place to start a fight. The PlayStation 2 is the best-selling console of all time of all time at 155 million units sold. Do you know what that means? That means half of the people in the United States owned a PlayStation, at least 155 million consoles in its lifetime. That is simply outstanding. That's unprecedented. And it has not been beaten to this day, 20 years later. The GameCube is boasting about 22 million and the Xbox is boasting about 24 million. But the PlayStation 2, oh, 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 155 million consoles sold. And the legacy that the PlayStation holds to this day is just as iconic as its sales right there. Listen, we've all been talking for weeks now about our favorite games and how it's affected us and how it's brought us to this point. The PlayStation 2 to this day is the pinnacle and the catalyst for so many different gamers introduction into the gaming world. And you could have seen that from the titles that I brought up earlier. The PlayStation 2 isn't just another game console. For some people, it's what started it all. It's what brought gaming more into the mainstream. Because of its console sales, it was more accessible to people. 
That's just what it was. Most people's first console, thanks to its sales, was the PlayStation 2. And that is the legacy that it has to this day, is that for so many people, it started off their gaming careers. And to me, there is nothing more beautiful than that. And that is absolutely why I don't think there's ever, ever going to be a console as iconic as the PlayStation 2. I'm going to call it there. Czar, the floor is yours. All right, all right, all right, all right. I know the Xbox did not sell as many as the PlayStation 2. Like JP said, it only sold 24 million. Still above Nintendo, though, which was a powerhouse to contend with. This was Microsoft's very first console, their introduction into the market, and they blew it out of the water. It was crazy. It revolutionized everything modern gaming. It set the platform for online play, giving you a friends list and making sure that everyone stayed connected. You can implement music, you can implement online, and there are so many titles that everyone to this day holds near and dear, such as Halo and Doom. And we were the home of a lot of Star Wars games. All of that just launched the video game franchise into the modern era and set the bar of what it is to be a good console. It set the standard that all other consoles followed and really made a powerhouse contender for the gaming industry. Because we saw things like Sega and Atari tank. Some of the very first game contenders out there lose all credibility and market shares because they couldn't hold a candle. Xbox came out of the gate, fists of fury, and really showed what other consoles, what it meant to be a true gamer. So let's all have a hand for Xbox. Let's all have a hand for friends lists and staying connected because that is what Xbox is all about. And let's keep gaming into the future. All right. And all that leaves is the master of the cube. As JP says, GameCube, it's got a tough, tough battle to fight here. They've only sold 22 million copies. I would argue that those 22 million that they sold are passionate Nintendo fans. And when you purchased a GameCube, you knew you what you were getting. You knew you were getting some of the best games of all time. You look at that category of games that I talked about, I was only halfway done with my list. There are so many games that came out during the GameCube's list. And that's Nintendo was really focused on just bringing you quality titles, which is what they did. And most people, when they reminisce on their fond times of um, Nintendo gaming, a lot of them think about some of their awesome GameCube experiences. Like I said multiple times, I remember vividly walking around my GameCube and doing things with my neighbors and every single one of them, we would join and just do something. It was the couch co-op machine. Friends do, do these awesome Nintendo experiences with each other and these games that you're gonna remember for a long time. The GameCube may not have sold the best, but I would argue that it's less the, left the best impression, best positive impression on the gamers that did get to experience it in its heyday. All right, so the main categories are the debate is over. And that means all that's left is a five minute, no bars match between myself, Zach, and Sar to see which of the consoles will emerge victorious in this console debate. That being said, are you boys ready? Let's do it. All right, be nice to me. Let's just get this started with here, guys. The PS2 only sold as well as it did because it was the cheapest DVD player. How many families just bought a PS2 
just to watch DVDs. Let's be real here. Just a DVD player that collected dust. It was not just a DVD player, and you can see that by the sales too. And like I said earlier, even if it was just a glorified DVD player, one, that's still a very futuristic thing that we see in consoles nowadays, thanks to the PlayStation 2, and two, that still means that it was the most accessible gaming console that brought a lot of people to their first gaming experiences, including both of you. In the very last episode, we were talking about Crash Bandicoot. We were talking about Final Fantasy. We were talking Silent Hill, Guitar Hero. These titles that you guys have played from this quote-unquote over-glorified DVD player. And that right, says a right. lot more than anything. We're not just going to attack JP here. Let's talk about discs. What the hell was up with the <laughs> GameCube disc? My local yeah. video store never rented GameCube games because the disc was so small, you could swallow this thing. <laughs> what the hell, Nintendo? Yeah, you set the platform for future games and these game series continuations like Mario and Zelda, but come on, why make a, a disc the size of a pill? Boys, mm. I can take you guys with my eyes closed. Okay, their games <laughs> were the size of a pill, sure, but do you wanna know one of the least copyrighted systems, least pirated systems? It's the GameCube for that very reason. So you're so, saying that the lack of popularity actually benefited it because there weren't pirated copies? I'm saying it was harder to pirate, so less people were trying to, <laughs> less people were able to pirate it. So then why with the Wii did they decide to go with a normal size disc? That's a debate for something else. I don't know why we're bringing the Wii into this. Because the That's Wii fair. is the second best-selling console of all time, so I wouldn't even want to go there, Mr. Xbox buddy. I retract my statement. Revert! I gotta go back to what JP was saying. JP, let's and then, go. What you said, Crash didn't originate on the PS2. Crash originated on the PS1. That is let's fair. Think, let's talk about those Crash games that came to PS2, because they also came to GameCube, and they also came to Xbox. Oh, do you mean those... Do you mean those Crash Bandicoot games that came over from cross-compatibility and cross-play on consoles that started with the PlayStation 2, allowing PlayStation 1? That Crash Bandicoot? No, I'm talking about the ones that were dumpster fire and not done by Naughty Dog and nobody wanted to play. Those like Team Racing? No, not like Team Racing, like Wrath of Court, not the Wrath of the Titans and... Look, if you want, if you don't want to talk Crash Bandicoot, that's fine. I have several other titles we can talk about for the PlayStation 2, because as I said, it was so accessible to everybody that many people's gaming careers started with that console. Let's see you talk trash on Jack and Daxter. Let's see you talk trash on God of War. You can't. In fact, God of War was so legendary that 20 years later, one of the games that came after it just won the Game Awards two years ago for the best game created. The, any way you look at it, the PlayStation 2, I would argue, has the most iconic games for the time. If I'm not mistaken, your console was the only one that only allowed two controllers. Xbox and GameCube allowed four controllers. So Ooh. they destroyed couch gaming right there. That's a fair point. There were dongles you could get for the PlayStation 2. It was not a standard accessory. But what I would say is that you could see more creative accessories bought to the PlayStation. The PlayStation I was one of the first things that brought movement to the gaming universe. The Guitar Hero controller, because I don't know if you guys remember the very first Guitar Hero, therefore the beginning of rhythm games started because of the PlayStation. PlayStation has always been on top of its game when it comes to its extra controllers and extra devices. And that's something you cannot deny. Let's talk about Xbox for a second. Let's talk about iconic games because besides Halo, I didn't hear a ton of super iconic games coming from the Xbox. Fable. 
Half-Life, Morrowind, The Elder Scrolls, and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Those are good titles. I'll be honest, and those are good titles. But I've brought my A game by bringing at least 20 plus to the PlayStation, and I could say the same for the GameCube. Well, that's all well and good, but do you guys remember where all of your memory cards of saved data are? Because my Xbox has every game that I've ever played Ooh, on it. The gloves are off. Well, let's let's be real here, because what the Xbox One X is going to have a memory card in it to expand its uh, RAM SSD or whatever. So <laughs> we're not talking about future consoles. I can't bring up the Wii. You can't bring Going up full future circle. Consoles. Nope, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. (laughs) And with that, we are out of time. Oh, man. We could have gone on with that for an hour. (laughs) Okay, so now the gloves are off. We're all agreeing the gloves are off. We're just going to like five more minutes. This is fun. (laughs) Honestly, listening to you both made me appreciate both of those consoles so much more. If I'm being completely honest, like, I forgot how much I love the GameCube and the Xbox now until that debate. Honestly, I am... I. I, I love the Xbox. I love everything Xbox, but I was not pleased to own an Xbox original. These things had a notorious ability to catch fire randomly. <laughs> Several households in America. Damn it, JP, how do we not find this out? Because the system overheated and caught fire. So the Ring of Death was honestly a good thing. No, honestly, yeah, the Ring of Death was like, hey, we're not gonna burn your house down. <laughs> we're just gonna kill your console (laughs) Mm -hmm. and zach the playstation the gamecube you went dirty bringing up zelda but i respect that move (laughs) oh he had to zelda i respect i respect that resident evil 4 2 for czar that That was was dirty guys dirty nintendo brought the games now design and sales yeah you had me beat i was i was just sitting there like fuck I'll take the beating here. Dude, you should have talked more. I'm sorry. You should have talked more about like that uh, accessory for the Game Boy games for the GameCube. I forgot how f- cool that was. Oh, they yeah. They tripled the library of games you could play. Absolutely. I played Pokemon so much on my TV because of mm-hmm. that. Very cool. Yeah, GameCube's pretty great. So we admit I won, right? Um, <laughs> that is up to the listeners to decide. We don't have a judge here. We're going to put a poll up on our Twitter page, just like we did in the last debate between Zara and myself, and you will all get to vote on who you think won that debate with what console. But like I said, the thing I love about doing these debates is, first of all, I think all three of us put a lot of passion into it. Also, it just, like I said, it makes you really appreciate the consoles more because you bring up the points like, you know, with Xbox, like with its... uh, or it's solid disk drive that's inside the console. And you're like, wow, that's iconic. That's used in gaming now. I didn't realize that was something that Xbox did. Or, it's you online know, capabilities. Yeah, that it's online awesome. capabilities. And then, you know, things like that. You just start to really appreciate the consoles more altogether. It's just like, PlayStation wow. had Xbox on the DVD. Xbox even claims that it was one of the biggest mistakes to not include a DVD reader, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you can see that from the sales. It's like you guys said, its ability to play DVDs was why it probably had a portion of its sales, but that just made it a more accessible console in my mind. It's just, I don't, I don't think it's fair that the GameCube did not do so well because, like Zach said, <laughs> it is memorable for me. It is a huge part of my childhood. Oh. I always wondered why people shat on the on the GameCube because it was for me one of my favorite consoles it's the last time nintendo went after power 
uh, at the time, the GameCube, when it released, I mean, the Xbox wasn't out yet, so it was the most powerful. It's more powerful than PS2. And after that, they're like, okay, we had a powerful console. We got to go back to our roots and do something kind of, we got to do something out there to bring gamers in. So that's why they went into motion controls and things like that. Because mm-hmm. they went with power and they had some killer games, but not enough people bought the freaking console. That's fair. That's totally fair. So all in all, uh, I think all three of us put up a great fight. Great debate, boys. Mm-hmm. The great debate is fun. We're going to have to keep doing this segment. We're going to have to do yeah. this with more things. Do PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii. We won't yeah. talk about the Wii U. Please, please. The <laughs> Wii was really good. The I Wii, the I Wii. love the Wii. I'm, that would be, yeah, that's a great debate right there, too. Yeah, finally, we could shit on PlayStation. PS3 was a hot mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Bars off. I would probably lose that debate. We don't even know who won this debate yet, so. That's fair. Yeah, so... JP, we know what you're thinking. <laughs> we'll leave it up to the people on Twitter, I guess. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. Zach and Zar, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I had a great time. And I will see you guys next week for another great episode of the podcast. Uh, GG, bitches. We can leave with our friendship intact, and we are doing great. <laughs> we're, still, we're still on for Mario Party tonight? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just had to insert that Nintendo comment. Oh, huh? the, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast. Bye. We'll see everybody next time. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on social media? You can find us on Twitter at the Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Game Tea Podcast.